This is Rob. This is Rob Russell with Black Laces, and today we're looking at the NFL, the National Football League, regarding race, coaches, and as a backdrop, we're looking into the Washington Post article that was out online 10 days ago talking about they did a big, big story on black coaches in the NFL getting their first job. Uh, they also looked at when they're fired, how quickly they're fired, and they did that in comparison to their white counterparts in the coaching ranks, and it was quite damning on the NFL. If you win six games and you're a black head coach, now that's not great, you have a 90% chance of getting fired. If you're white, you're going to hang around a little bit longer. You get another chance to come back. 50% chance of coming back, winning just six games. The National Football League has prided itself in being the most competitive league in the world. And that's why we watch it on Sundays. But is it really the most competitive? Do we really have the best coaches? And today I'm looking at uh, James Caldwell and Jack Del Rio, two coaches, two head coaches in the NFL, past head coaches. James, Jack, James Del Rio coached the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Oakland Raiders. He was a former player. He played at the University of Southern California, and then he had a very decent career in the NFL, eight or nine or ten years. He's the Washington Commander's defensive coordinator. And uh, I'm comparing him to James Caldwell, who went to the Super Bowl as the Indianapolis Colts uh, head coach. James Caldwell got fired his third year after Peyton Manning was no longer there. But he did go to the Super Bowl. He won playoff games. And then he goes to the Detroit Lions that are a complete uh, – they're in the dumpster, complete. And he wins 36 games and he loses 28. He gets fired. And he gets fired and they hire Matt Patricia and he can't win six or seven games in three years. But the reason why I'm looking at these two coaches is they both were former collegiate players. They've had the same similar track into coaching. And I want to just say that Jack Del Rio, why would any black player play for him? Uh, at the first preseason practice, he uh, made a comment. He twittered that uh, the insurrection on January, January 6th was nothing but a dust-up, and he wanted the looters and rioters to be put under the same scrutiny. Well, it's, it's really off base on two accounts. One, your locker room is uh, 60, 70, 80% black in terms of the defensive players, and you're going to uh, cause a controversy in the locker room, which would not be tolerated by any black coach who's an assistant. And he tweeted this out and he said, ah, it's just uh, freedom of speech and freedom of speech and uh, don't, can we have polite dialogue? Well, that sounds great. But when you compare George Floyd who, with four policemen around him with a knee in his neck, an EMT personnel was begging for the policeman to take the knee off and a bystander with an iPhone 
And folks in the Black Lives Movement, this is where it kind of mushroomed up, the Black Lives Movement, they protested, and many of it was peaceful. Some wasn't, no question. Some of it, there was looting, and that should be called out. However, when you compare the January 6th insurrection with six people died, and it was an attack on our democracy, in this country, we pride ourselves on transfer of power, peaceful transfer of power. That's what third, third world countries do not do. That's what other countries in the world do not do. But we do it here in the United States. And he made that claim that it was a dust-up. Another day at the office on, on the Capitol. Six people were killed. 154 police officers were injured. I repeat, 154 Capitol police officers were injured. It was a horrific day for our democracy. But Jack Del Rio wants to compare the George Floyd, the Black Lives Movement with the Capitol insurrection. Now, if he had just said that the January uh, 6th was a dust-up, okay, that's fine. Freedom of speech, I get it. But when you throw in the Black Lives Matter in comparison, you're all looking for trouble and you got trouble. And he apologized and, and Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington Commanders, Find him, $100,000. But there's more to this story because the his true colors is that he was the co- a coach, a head coach in the NFL for 12 years, and he had six opportunities to hire offensive coordinators, and he was 0 for 6 in hiring black head coaches, black offensive coordinators. You think about it. You played at USC the University of Southern California, you played in the league eight, nine, ten years, and there's not one black former player, former wide receiver, former quarterback, former running back that you would deem could be an offensive coordinator. Wow, it's 0 for 6. So when you make that comment and then you look at his track record, you'd say it was his true colors. So the question is why would any black player want to play for Jack Del Rio, because I know his true colors. It speaks volumes. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you coached in the Canadian Football League, the Argonauts or the Eskimos, and you brought down Wayne Gretzky or Mark Messier to be your offensive coordinator, I could understand it. But this, he played in the NFL, so all those years, and then the years coaching as an assistant coach, he didn't deem one black person worthy of being an offensive coordinator. Couldn't trust them. Wouldn't give them the keys to the car. But when you add that to his comments, no way, no how should any black athlete play for him. And the Washington Redskins, excuse me, commanders, are under scrutiny from the uh, United States Congress with Dan Snyder, the owner, with his the emails, the sexual harassment. And to make these comments in this day and age, you should be fired. Because that's he. not only did he cross the line in terms of that unwritten rule that assistant coaches don't bring controversy into the locker room, no assistant coach any place can bring controversy. You get fired. He didn't. He's in line for his third head coaching job after this year. James Caldwell uh, happened to just be a Super Bowl, uh, got his team to the Super Bowl. That's pretty damn good. 
and he turned the Detroit Lions into 36-28 and and made the playoffs. Sports Illustrated said we owe James Caldwell an apology. Is James Caldwell in line for his third head coaching job? No way, no how. James Caldwell will never coach in the NFL again. He's got a winning record. He went to the Super Bowl. And that's where you have to start looking at uh, making comparisons. And, you know, they're not, they're, sometimes they're apples to oranges, but you have to get beyond the numbers. The numbers say, the Washington Post, winning doesn't matter. Winning does not matter in the NFL in terms of coaches. It is the most competitive league. If you are trying to buy or, or join the owner's group, to be an owner, you need $1 billion. I repeat, $1 billion. If you want to play in the NFL, you have to submit a video. You have to take an IQ test. They then strip you down and make you run 40 yards, shuttle runs. They do all these. It's a two-day interview process. And then they interview your former players, and they go speak to coaches. And it's called the Players' Combine. The NFL needs a coach's combine at the entry level. I repeat, at the entry level, the National uh, Football League should conduct interviews on the football network, football channel, so everyone can see it. Unless you want to continue to see Andy Reid's son, his bloated, fat son in coaching, he has no judgment. We know that. He uh, had a few drinks before the Super Bowl and wiped out a little girl. You got Steve Belichick. You think he'd be a defensive coordinator in the NFL right now if it weren't for his father? What about Kyle Shanahan? What about Nathaniel Hackett of the Broncos? The list is on and on and on. It's a family league. You got to have family ties. Now, I have no problem with someone getting into coaching that never played. But at the entry level, Jerry Rice, James Lofton, uh, Eric Bieniemy, they're going to have to wait for a Kyle Shanahan, a Steve Belichick, Andy Reid's son. The, the list just continues and continues. Uh, Shermer of the Giants, his uh, father or cousin or uncle was in coaching in the NFL, Pat Shermer. He did a great job with the Giants, didn't he? What did he win? Six games over three years? So that's what the league is left with. It's, it's not that competitive and as to be a coach. So are you really seeing the best coaches, the most uh, imaginative coaches? Excuse me on that. The most uh, uh, ingenious people that savants in coaching. No, you're not. You're getting Steve Belichick. And what's the issue is that the issue is it's not competitive to get in. Yep, you looked at tape for 20 years. Does that make you a great coach? But I'm looking at the entry level. They need a coach's combine. You look at Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. They were great engineers, designers. They can run the company. Jerry Rice can teach the offense, no question. His work ethic, his commitment to the game, that's that's more than enough. But we're left with Andy Reid's son. You think about it. He's 300 pounds. He never showed a commitment. Or Steve Belichick played lacrosse. And... Those two are deemed better than a former player who you could see on television that they could uh, show patience before hitting the blocks, hitting the line, or get two toes in on the sidelines. Yeah, you mastered your craft. I'd rather have someone who mastered their craft than 
what we're left with, with former, uh, uh, you're only in the league because your father was in the league. Now, I'll give you an example. Uh, Jack Nicholas was his son on the PGA Tour. Nope, you had to earn it. Tiger Woods' son, well, he might make it. He probably will, but you got to earn it. Larry Bird's son is not in the NBA. Michael Jordan's son is not in the NBA. Jerry Rice's son is not in the NBA. So it's competitive. You've got to earn it. It can't be on lineage or genealogy. But the NFL, all these former coaches, their kids are coaching. So it's the Family Ties League. And that's why we need a coaches combine. And then when you look at a James Caldwell or Jimmy Caldwell winning, winning, winning versus a Jack Del Rio who's still coaching, even though he totally besmirched the Black Lives Matter movement in essence, in essence, he besmirched our very fundamental democracy, kind of supporting the Oath Keepers or the Trumpians and uh, the white white power movement, all these different things. That's Jack Del Rio for you. And as an owner, if he had a decent owner, I would have fired his ass. And he deserved to. But the NFL doesn't work that way. You know it and I know it. We want change. I'm asking you to take a look at coaches and what situations they in and take a look at the double standard, whether it's winning, whether it's getting the job. Uh, the Washington Post has stated that there's different barriers and the and the field goal, uh, the field post are always moving, as you know. That's a term in football. I'm Rob Russell. This is episode nine, and it's looking at Jack Del Rio and James Caldwell. I think it's a good comparison. I'll see you around, and I look for your feedback.